Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Rock Church. Who's the man? What's happening? Y'all excited to be in church today? Hey, let's, let's say hello to all the people watching online. We got all our campuses, San Isidro, City Heights, San Marcos, East County, Donovan State Prison, Juvenile Hall, and all the people watching on the microsites in uh, Tijuana and all around San Diego. Let's give them all a big hand out there. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. Um, before we start, I just want to reiterate two things um, that I'm sure all the campuses heard. One, our prayer meeting. Uh, we had a prayer meeting every Saturday, and yesterday while I was praying here, 40 minutes into our prayer meeting, God punched me in the heart. And he said, I want you to encourage the church to come to prayer to fight. I, I want you to make time out on Saturday morning and come to prayer to fight. Fight for what? Your relationships, your health, your relationship with God, with your family, with yourself, vision for your life, for your addiction, that you come and fight in prayer for something supernatural to happen in your life. We are not praying because we have nothing else to do. We want to see God move in a supernatural way. And so I want to encourage all of y'all to come on Saturday, every Saturday, whatever Saturdays you can make it, in all the campuses, and come and pray. And I was, I was over here praying. As a matter of fact, Jordan Sparks, who's our guest today, was here at our prayer meeting yesterday. She came to our prayer meeting yesterday. And so I want to encourage you and challenge you to come pray. And the other thing is, uh, this week and the next two weeks, we are having ministry fairs every week because we are recruiting team members to serve on, our, on all the ministries. Today is a safe ministries. Even though all the ministries have a safe component, um, it's in your bulletin. But I want to encourage you also after services and all the campuses. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you the numbers. Uh, City Heights is looking for 110 uh, uh, people to sign up today. East County, 130. San Marcos, 120. 100 people in San Isidro, 300 people in Point Loma. These are the, the people we need to serve so we can... Uh, properly serve the people who come to church. Okay, we can't do our job if we don't have people who are partnering with us. So I want to encourage you in that today. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let's get on our knees real quick and pray. Turn to the person next to you and say, I think you need to serve. <laughs> Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for how you transform our lives. Lord, I pray today that many people on all the campuses right now, that you would start to speak to them and affirm in their heart that you are calling them to you. That it's time for them to walk away from their current life and surrender their all to Jesus Christ. We welcome all the people watching online. Thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, this service is for you. Uh, if you could turn to Mark chapter 5. I want to read something to you before we bring Jordan out. Whenever we have guests, which we've had many times over the years, we don't bring these people here as preachers or pastors we bring them here as people who are in a journey with God. We actually had a person up here who was not even saved that I interviewed. And when people come here, you are witnessing a conversation I'm having with them so you can learn about the journey that they're in with God. They're all in different stages. They're not pastors. They're not evangelists. Like I said, one was not even saved. You say, why would I do that? Well, I talk to non-saved people all the time. And sometimes you need to see what that's like. Jordan is, is exactly that. She's not a pastor. She's not a preacher. She's a young lady who's had great success in the world and has had an up and down relationship with Jesus Christ. And she is in process. Everyone say process. And so we're here to hear about that process. Pray for her. Hopefully her. I know her story is going to encourage you. But it's no more, no less than that. And, and that's all that's implied. So I want to be clear for you because I love talking to people. And I especially love talking to people who aren't saved. And a lot of times Christians need to hear those conversations. And so this is, again, this is a conversation with someone who is in process and someone who has been to the top in the world and then God has been there with her all the time and she sometimes forgot that. So I want to read this verse to you in Mark chapter 5 verse 19. In this story Jesus cast out demons of a man and it says the man asked Jesus after the demons were casted out, could he follow Jesus? And this is what 
Jesus said to the man. He said, go home and tell your friends, tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. What you are going to hear is a story about the great things the Lord has done in Jordan's life and how he has had compassion and is having compassion on her. She won American Idol 10 years ago, and I'll, I won't tell you any more than that. You hear it in the story, but I would like to give Jordan Sparks, American Idol Award winner, a great rock welcome. Let's all stand to our feet and give her a big show. Say hello to people. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so before you sit down, yes. last yes. service, she was telling me, we were talking about how tall she is. It's amazing how, how, how tall women wear heels to be even tall. How, how tall are you? I'm 5'10 without heels. And what are you right now? Probably 6'2", maybe. Is she taller than me? Yeah. Hey, well, you know. Okay. <laughs> we can roll with that. We can roll. So how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I feel good. You feel good? Yeah, happy, joyous, lots of energy. I was shaking last service, so I think I got my... My jitters so out. you've been in front of millions and millions and millions of people, and this makes you nervous. Yes. <laughs> Explain that to the people who wonder why that's, that is true. I think, I think the difference is you put me in front of people, a big crowd like this, and I get to sing my songs and do my concerts. It's different. You know, I'm singing songs that you know, and it's, you know, you're familiar with it. And then this is a little bit, it's a lot of bit different, actually, because what I'm sharing isn't just, you know, about a movie or a new album. This is, you know, the journey that I'm on, and it's the most important one. <laughs> and so it's, it's a lot, because to share this, the, the personal parts of it, and be open in that way, it's, it's, nerve, it's nerve-wracking. Good. Yeah. And, you know, we are so excited about not only what God's done, doing in your life, what he's done in your life, and before we start, I want to put a, a, something on the screen you can take a picture of, because we recorded her testimony, like a three-minute version uh, for Gospel Central, the app that we have, and you can text to get this sent to you, and you can share it with your friends. It's about three minutes, and then there's a gospel presentation at the end. And so they can put that on the screen. T- text the word. I look good? You look oh, thank you. <laughs> text Sparks to the number is 52525. And if you're watching online, text it, send it out, post it on your Facebook and all your Instagram. Because that people can hear a very short version, three minutes of your story, which was yes. amazing yesterday. Thank you. I hope. I'm, I'm glad we got it in one take because I don't think I would have been able to do it a second time. Because yeah, you were crying half the time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to the beginning okay. and how we met. And I want you to tell a story because they hear me talk all the time. Sure. So I was singing a lot before um, American Idol happened. My dad, he was playing football in the NFL for New nine York years. Gi- New yep. York Giants. New York Giants for eight years and Dallas for one. And um, so I was always pursuing music, and I did a conference called PAO in Phoenix, and you were speaking. You were one of the guest speakers. Pro Athletes Outreach. Yes, Mm -hmm. Pro Athletes Outreach. And you were speaking, and I I was supposed to sing before he went up. And um, the track didn't work when I got up there. It didn't turn on. And so I was just like, well, they called me here to sing, so I'm going to sing. So I did it a cappella. Um, and then you came up afterwards, and the first thing you said was, you need me, my son. Now my I, <laughs> I was like, uh. <laughs> let me, let, let me, you know what I'm saying, fellow? you know what I'm saying? I was 15. I was 15. <laughs> she was 15. My son, he's married now, has a kid, so I just want to clarify with his wife. He, yes. didn't, he did not know his current wife at the time. So I was like, hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we can get tickets to the games, and father played it, you know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> So, so, I, so he said that. There was about 60 NFL players. It was a hard crowd. She gets up there and she's, you know, it's a hard crowd. And, and, and it wasn't a lot of people. It wasn't a lot of energy in the room because it wasn't that many. Yeah. And it was silence. And I was like praying, dear God, oh, that girl, I, I pray for that girl right now because that's rough. And she was like, I don't care. And she knocked it out of the park. So before she could get off the stage, I jumped up and I said two things to her. One, you need me my son. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> And then he said, you need to be on American Idol. And then he said it first. So a year and a half later, that's where I was. <laughs> Tell about American Idol because I didn't know the process that you went through, the ups and downs to get on it. Right. 
I, uh, I'd been a huge fan of the show. Did anybody watch? Anybody was a big fan of the show? Yay, good, I'm glad. Thank you to anybody who voted for me. Thank you very much. Um, thank you. And uh, so I was a huge fan. So auditioning was something that I always wanted to do. I didn't really care about getting my driver's license. I knew when I turned 16, I could audition for Idol, and that was what mattered. So I went to audition. I auditioned at, uh, in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl. Went down there, did the whole thing up at 2 a.m., waited in line with 15,000 other people, went down, sang, was told no. And I remember asking... Well, that, you were, t you were told no. No. Mm -hmm. Go home. Yes. No. Go home. Get out of here. Cut off my wristband. The whole thing. Okay. And um, I remember asking the lady if you know, hey, is there anything that you can tell me like for next time? She's like, we're not allowed to say anything. And I was like, all right. So I walked out, and I just remember seeing people, almost not necessarily tantrums, but crying so hard, like in a ball on the ground, because they couldn't audition again because they were at the peak of the age that you could be. Um, at the time, and I just, I'll never forget seeing that, but I didn't let that stop me. I was like, well, I'm going to keep singing, and I went home, did a localized version called Arizona Idol, and I won that, and the prize was sending me to the next nearest audition city, and that's where I got sent to Seattle, and that's where I made it. So, Emily, let's, let's get yeah. this. <laughs> this is so important because our lives, God is involved in all your life. A lot of people believe there's a God in heaven that's disconnected from your life. That's not the case. He's involved in every part of your life. And not that he's making it happen, but he's right there. He can turn your mistakes into his plan. How he does that, don't worry about it because I don't think anybody knows. But he does. And so she goes to American Idol. They tell you no. And she could have said, my dream's over or God, why would you do this? Blah, blah, blah. And God said, wait a minute. I have a detour from your plan. God, God's detour from your plan is not a detour. It's part of the plan. It's, it's the process. We're all in process. Are you following me? So God says go over here. She wins. And the same season of American Idol is still going. And, and now you get reinserted on the back end. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it, was, it was definitely cool. I, I feel like perseverance has followed me throughout my life. Just keep going. And the other lesson that I learned from that, you know, people are like, well, do you have advice for somebody who would want to audition at the time when it was still on? And my thing was, is like, look, the good thing is, is when a door is closed, you can see which one is open, which one you're supposed to go through. All doors, windows, basement doors, all those things can be shut. And you can see the one you go to. So sometimes when you say, please open a door for me, sometimes it, you won't have clarity because so many things are open to you. you got to kind of be specific, right? right? So when the door closes, it's good because you just go, all right, that one wasn't for me. What other way can right. I try, you know? So I just thought that that was something that he really showed me, and it's happened a lot. And there are a lot of y'all who are in process, and you feel like you're, you're lost. You're not in God's will, you're not, you, your life is, has confusion or stress or a burden. And God says, it's not too late. I can, I can make wherever you're at, I can turn, I can open a door from right where you're at. I don't need to do all these millions of things. I can make it happen today. And today you're going to have an opportunity, no matter where you're at in your life, no matter where. You may be able to, you may be getting ready to be sentenced to 20 years in prison tomorrow. God can still do a thing in your life. They have prison ministry. God can get you out. He does amazing things. But you have to give him that opportunity. So you go to American Idol and tell us about the process of up to winning. Sure. Um, it was really crazy. Being a fan, getting on the show and being able to see behind the scenes was absolutely incredible. A fan's dream. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh. I really have to do this now. So I was really excited to be there. My mom was with me. Um, but the process is crazy. For people who are watching, you guys saw us on stage doing two minutes, two minutes of a song and how they edited our week and what our week was like. But it was a lot more than that. For me, I was a minor. So by California state law, you are required to do three hours of school every day. And so for me, I was the only one that had to do school. So I had to wake up three hours earlier than everybody or fit something in when everybody was getting a break or a nap. Um, you know, in the midst of trying to figure out what I wanted to wear, how I wanted to edit the song, what song I wanted to sing. Um, and as my professional life was going like this and my star was rising, my personal life was kind of in shambles. Um, my parents were separating. My brother was going down a, a, a darker path. 
my best friend died the day I got there to start live shows. My great-grandmother passed. My great-uncle passed. Um, after the end of the Idol tour, my other great-grandmother passed. So there were all these things that were happening in the middle of one of the best things happening to me and my, my dreams coming true. And so it was really confusing. Um, when I did I Who Have Nothing, I was so sick, I could barely get myself out of a chair. And they told me, Jordan, you know, if you don't go out there, people can't vote for you. They can't vote for you and you're disqualified. And I was like, well, that's not gonna happen. So I pulled myself up and I, I went out there and it was actually one of the best performances I've ever done. And then I got off the stage and I just, you know, I broke down and, you know, couldn't stand or sit. It was the craziest thing. But I just remember wanting, I saw the goal that I wanted in my dreams, right? You win the show and then I get my dreams. And I wasn't going to let anything stand in the way of that at the time. And you got saved at four years old. You got baptized at 13 years old. But throughout this time, God was... He was not the center like he should have been. I was in my, the middle of my faith being like God is this deity and he created all things. And as a Christian, I, I go to church and I read my Bible and I tell people about my faith. But that's kind of as far as it went. So you believe in Jesus? Yeah, I believe in Jesus. I wouldn't be able to survive all of this without it, which is true. But that's where the conversation stopped. And I wasn't seeking him like I should have been. And I was only leaning on him when times got tough, which there were a lot of tough times. And I, my personality, I, I like to know when things are going to happen. And I like to control things. <laughs> and so I was relying on my own strength. And it there was a lot of pain and confusion the past 10 years, a lot of decisions that I was just like, what? who was I? Who, what was I doing? Mm -hmm. And since he wasn't the focus, there was this haze almost over everything that I saw and what meant mm -hmm. more than what him at the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're watching this online, I want to encourage you to share it with your friends and tell them to get online and watch this. We'll be here at 12 o'clock and 6 o'clock tonight as well. Um, uh, we, I went to a Super Bowl party two years ago in Phoenix. Uh, some Christian football players were putting this uh, party on. And Lecrae and uh, it was Justin Forsett and the Acho brothers who both play in the NFL, godly dudes, and it was a great party. Uh, my wife and I went and some of our family went. And, and Jordan happened to get there. And they all knew her. And uh, I had been asking over the years, you know, what's up with Jordan to all these different people. And I go, well, you know, well, how's she doing with the Lord? Well, well, well. And then she walked in. I was like, oh, I'm going to find out firsthand. <laughs> I said, whoo <laughs> She gave me the Heisman. She gave me the Heisman. <laughs> huh. I'm sorry. So you want, want, want you, want you to tell the people how you were treating me. I'm not the same. I'm sorry. I'm not the same person I was. Um, it was... That, that haze that I had, right, and when you're, when you detour, right, from our path and life happens and decisions you make, you avoid conversations with people who are going to tell you the truth. I knew you were going to ask me how my relationship with God was, and I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to hear it because I just wasn't, I wasn't ready. I wasn't open. My heart was not as soft as it is now, <laughs> and I just knew what you were going to say. I avoided conversations with my best friend. I avoided conversations with you, um, with my parents, people closest to me, because I knew what they were going to say already, and I wasn't ready to deal so with it. So she was standing in the corner like. I didn't stand like that. It's like, Jordan, what's up? I did not do that, although I, it, is, it is really crazy because of that haze. There's nothing against you. You're a great person. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing him. <laughs> so I very it well may It wasn't have the haze. The it wasn't the haze. <laughs> well, no, no. I was the, the mindset I was in. And I, I just, I don't remember. And That's okay. And it's crazy because I had, I know it is, or else I you wouldn't have invited me here. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> we're good we, walk, we, we were in the party. We all walked together. Me, my wife, your mom, a whole group of us walked to the car together, blah, blah, blah. I had a conversation about it, but you don't remember. So, so fast forward. That's fine. That's fine. That's okay. Fine. That's fine. We're I don't fine. remember. I don't remember you either. I, someone told me. <laughs> Fast forward, yes. last Easter. Yes. So, uh, 
through excuses and, you know, traveling and work and, and all of those things, I attend Angel's Temple in LA, which is a part of the Dream Center, and you actually spoke a couple months after this happened um, as a guest speaker, but my aunt and uncle had been inviting me to this church, and um, I was going through a really tough time. I was living under this microscope. Everybody was watching everything unfold, and it was just, I was not myself. Well, not who I am now, definitely. And uh, I had gone out to party. I never go out. That's never anything that I do. My mom was even like, what is going on? So I went out, and it was like I would go, and I would stay out all night, and then I wouldn't get home until 6 a.m. in the morning, and I'd sleep a little bit, and then I'd get, get up to get ready and do it all again the next night. I did it for three days, and I rolled in at 6 a.m. on Easter Sunday, and I fell asleep, and I, I slept through my alarm, and then I got a text from my cousin. Um, his name is Levi. Hey, Levi, if you're watching. And he said, I can't wait to see you at church. And the only reason why I rolled out of bed that morning was because I didn't want to let Levi down. Not because Jesus wanted to meet me on Easter Sunday. I didn't want to let my cousin down. I got ready the fastest I think I've ever gotten ready in my life. I showed up at 928, service started at 930, and I walked in, and I remember seeing the screen, and it said, we're glad you made it. And I, I just, just like I feel right now, I just remember going, okay, I feel something here that I haven't felt before. And I was going through the whole service, and I was trying so hard to keep myself from crying like I'm doing now. And the pastor got up there, and obviously he talks about the resurrection story, but he said, it's never too late to come back home. And it just, I was just so overcome because I was so broken, and I was so lost, and I just was like, I can't do this anymore on my own strength. I can't do this anymore trying to do it my way because it's not working. And I said, I need you to take this from me. Thank you. <laughs> and he Full did. Full service pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. I won't forget that. <laughs> and he. You will remember this time. I will remember with me, this, okay? yes. Um, but I, I just remember sitting there holding it together, and he, the pastor gave the altar call, and he said, you know, if you want to give your life to Christ, please come up to the front, or maybe you are, you've wandered a little bit, and you're feeling convicted and called, and that was me, and I rushed to the front of the stage, and I just wept. I wept at the front of the stage because I was so broken and I was just ready. And what I learned was Jesus does his best work when you're broken because he puts the pieces back together, right? So if any of you guys are sitting here because he's going to do his, you know, his altar call, you probably heard it a million times, don't be scared to come up here. You're safe here. If there's any place where you're safe, it's here and at the front of the altar. So I would just encourage you, if you're scared to stand, it's okay. Just stand. <laughs> you can do it. Um, you know, one thing we skipped over is when Sorry. you, no, it was my fault, when, <laughs> when you were on American Idol, how millions of people were voting for you or against you, which I, I want you to imagine millions of people voting against you, saying you're not good enough. I mean, we we trip out when one person talks behind our back, right? And, and some of y'all were like, I don't like that person. I'm voting against them. That was you. <laughs> I forgive you. It's okay. <laughs> the devil votes against you every day. But God votes for you every day, no matter, what you, no matter how you sound when you sing. No matter how much you act, he votes for you. And today he's saying to you right now, I want you. Um, even though you've done this, 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 it's not your second chance. It's just another chance. But he wants you, but you have to surrender yourself to him. And in a couple of minutes, she's going to sing a song. And it's, it's going to be awesome. It's called Spirit Move. And during that song, my prayer is that the Holy Spirit would speak to you. What does that sound like? It sounds like you're conscious, a very small, still, peaceful voice in your heart affirming God's promises to you. And you just know it. It's like when you meet somebody that you like, you just know it. The Holy Spirit's going to say, I love you. I know everything. I know what happened last night. I know what happened this morning. I know what happened in your car as you were driving here, that cloud that came out of your windows when you opened your windows right before you came into the parking lot. <laughs> I know it may be legal, but it still makes you high. <laughs> 
still going to kill brain cells and jack up your lungs, okay? <laughs> but I know all that, but, he says, but, but I still love you and I want to do something amazing in your life. But you have to give me a chance. So some of you, you're going to have an opportunity to ask Christ to be your Savior for the first time. That you realize that you are a sinner. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You realize that the penalty of sin is death. That Jesus died and rose from the dead for your sin. And so um, we're going to give you that chance. In a minute she's going to sing. But before she sings, I want to do two quick things. I want us to pray for you. And I want you to pray for them. Okay. So here's the thing. Okay. I'm going to do my prayer shorter because your prayer is going to be a little more important. Let me just do my prayer real quick. Lord, I pray you bless Joy. And all, lift your hands towards and all the campuses. Lord, we pray you bless this woman and that she would use the platform you gave her for your glory. Protect her from the evil one. In Jesus' name, amen. There are um, a lot of people out there, but I'm going to narrow it down to a young lady who's looking at you like this with her eyes, and she needs Jesus in her heart. And she's had some horrible things happen to her. I just want you to pray to her, for her. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Dearly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for waking me up this morning, waking all of us up this morning. I want to pray specifically for anybody who's feeling that adrenaline rush right now your heart is pounding they feel like you're talking directly to them I just want to pray that they have the strength to just stand today that they have the heart to just say yes and I surrender to you and I also just want to pray for the women out here that have gone through something that they feel like they can never recover from maybe they have triggers maybe they have post-traumatic stress disorder from things maybe they have closed off all of their walls are up Lord they feel like they can never get back Lord I just want to tell them that they are not their past they're not defined by a relationship, by something that happened to them, by somebody else saying that it was their fault. Lord, I just pray for these women and these girls that they know that they're worthy, that they are your bride. Lord, I just pray that they get the realization that I had, that you love me and that I am enough. I am enough for you. Lord, I just pray that if there's anybody in here who's experiencing guilt or shame or anxiety or fear, um, sadness, anything like that, that we know that that's not from you. You are not that. You are love, God. You are joy. You are peace. You are kindness. You are faith. You are goodness. You are gentleness. You are self-control. There is no law against those things, Lord. I just pray that you bless everybody here, everybody who's watching online, wherever you're watching from. If you're hearing this, he loves you and we love you and you are safe here. This is your haven, Lord. I just pray that you bless everybody here. Um, I pray for the band as we sing this song. Um, <clears throat> please give me a voice <clears throat> uh, when we do this. And um, thank you so much for you and who you are. I'll talk to you later. Amen. 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 Let's all stand up. She's going to sing uh, Spirit Move <laughs> as she cries. Don't make me do it. And... Um, Feel free to worship. This is a worship song. All the campuses, feel free to worship. We are going to worship together. She's not performing. She is leading us into the throne room. Amen? Amen. Oh. I feel it in my bones. You're about to move. I feel it in the wind. You're about to ride in. You said that you would pour your spirit out. You said that you would fall on sons and daughters. So come. So come. If you know the words, please sing along with us. Oh, I feel it in my bones, you're about to move. I 
feel it in the wind you're about to ride in You said that you would pour your spirit out You said that you would fall on sons and daughters So like the rain come to rest us in love And let your somebody sing it, what gives, us, what gives me chills, and I assume this is what it is when we all get chills, is that we are seeing an instrument God designed do what it was designed for, Amen. whether it be singing, speaking, art, dance, whatever it is, and it's so important 
that all of you know that God designs you for something that amazing. It doesn't necessarily you're going to be on TV doing it. It doesn't matter. You're doing it for him. And she's doing that for him, not for us. We just happen to be able to enjoy it. Can I get amen? God wants to do something in you, but you have to surrender your life to him. In a minute, we're going to give you the opportunity to surrender your life to Jesus. And by surrendering your life to him, you're saying, Lord, um, I want you to forgive me of my sin. Or I need to recommit my life to you because I've been kind of wandering doing my own thing. And I want you to flow through me the way you intended to flow through, the way you designed me for. Amen. So I want all of you to bow your heads on all the campuses, bow your heads and close your eyes. There's some of you who've never given your life to Christ. There's some of you, you did, but you didn't. And you're living your life, not his life in you. This is for you as well. So if you would like to surrender your life, just pray this prayer in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I need you. I believe you died and rose from the dead for my sin. And that you love me. I surrender my life to you. Holy Spirit, fill me with your presence. Tu presencia poderoso, your powerful presence. And take over my life. Jesus, take over my life. I don't want to do it my way anymore. Thank you, Lord. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, I'm going to ask you to stand on all the campuses. If you prayed that prayer to recommit your life or to surrender your life for the first time, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. And by standing, you are acknowledging publicly that you are surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. So on the count of three, if you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to stand. Holy Spirit, I pray you speak to them right now and encourage them and give them boldness to make a public declaration today that they are surrendering their life to you. So on the count of three, I want you to stand. God bless you guys already standing up. Couldn't wait. God bless you. One, two, three. Stand to your feet if you pray that prayer. God bless you. 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 We see you in the balcony. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Stay standing. Stay standing. God bless you. 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 Now I'm going to ask. All the people who are standing, in a minute, I'm going to ask you to come down to the altar. If you're in the balcony, all you have to do is turn around and walk up. The rest of us, this is not a time to leave, but a time to celebrate. We don't want to lose these people, but honor them. So if you're standing up, come out of your seat, come on down to the altar, and let's give them a big hand as they come on down. It's a relationship. He is the boss. It's not an equal partnership. Your opinion is your opinion, but he is always right. 
you give them your opinion, and you say, what do you want me to do? Are you following me? You do it your way, and it's not going to work out. <laughs> it's all, that's just how it is. So we're going to pray for you all. Amen. Give these people a big hand. Come on now. We are going to, we're going to pray for you all and then usher you into that room. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to pray for them, and then we're going to cheer them into that room. And after that, Pastor Marcus will dismiss us to the fair where you're going to sign up and serve. Amen. Yes. Lord, we thank you for all these people. We pray you bless them. Thank you for allowing us to be part of their life today. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a right turn, everybody, and walk this way. Take a right turn and walk this way. <laughs> Here you go. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Come, 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 come. Amen. Let's go ahead. Come on, let's go ahead. Come on. Sometimes all you can say is wow. Let's just say a big wow right now. Lord, we thank you. Why don't we have a seat as we close up. As we're closing up and, and, and it's our time to receive tithes and offerings real quick. Just want to point out something. Just like Jordan was here using her gifts to glorify the Lord. I want you guys to follow me here. So God has given her this gift. She's using it for his glory. And these are the results. God has all given us gifts. Can I hear amen? And he's given us resources. And, and, and to me, I got a picture of us as we faithfully give. We got to hear what it sounds to give. Does that make sense? So as I give my resources to the Lord, the things he's blessed me with, like we got to hear how beautiful that is. So let's celebrate this time as we get to bring our gifts to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Several ways to give. I'll just go over it real quick. They're all outlined right here in the envelope. You can give online. If you're watching online, you can click the support right there. You can also set it up to come out automatically. You can give via text as well. All of it's in here. You can also give using this envelope and at every box, at every exit, there's a box in which you can deposit this. And before we pray, just a quick reminder, if you head out there to the left will be the ministry fair for you to get connected, get plugged in. And as, as the Lord's not good enough, there's a taco cart out there today for us. As if this wasn't good enough, Pastor Miles. Um, every week we're going to have a, a fair for this week and next two weeks. Next week we're going to have a blood bank as well. You can give blood but also sign up for ministry. Um, one of the ministries that's highlighted today is a traffic ministry. Every week, only at this campus, do people curse at the traffic people. So here's what I would like you to do. Obviously don't do that. 
But not only don't do that, I want you to go thank them and be patient and tell them you, you, they're out there in the street, cars going by. Every, every now and then a car bumps them. Work with them, please. They're volunteers. I don't know that they can get paid enough for what they deal with. So be nice to them. And then go sign up and be a park, serve at the park. Amen. That's what I want to say there. Amen. Amen. Before we close up, before you head there, please um, get your kids back. Before you eat and connect. I don't need to say no more, Lord. I thank you. You're such a good God, Lord. I thank you for the joy, and I thank you for all the resources that you've given us, Lord, to give back to you for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May the Lord richly bless you guys.
Like the sun, light pierced into the dark. The prince of peace came, woke into my heart. 